Whether it's her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct has everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. And we return to our American stories. Up next, a story from our regular contributor, Dennis Peterson. Today, Dennis shares with us the story of something his father did called Make and Do. Here's Dennis. It surely had something to do with his having grown up on a farm and during the Great Depression, but Daddy expressed few desires for things, and he seldom made impulse purchases. He bought only what he needed. If he needed it but couldn't buy it, he made it, or did without. He was always looking for the better deal on what few things he did buy. Daddy hated debt. He had built his own house on his own land. The only debt he incurred was for the drilling of a well on his property, something that he was unable to do himself. He paid his brother-in-law, my Uncle Dylan, $10 a month until the total was paid off, and he never owed anyone a dime after that. Rather, Daddy saved money. Actually, it was probably Mother who saved it, but Daddy certainly was behind her efforts, never fighting against her on it. I recall that every time the Knoxville News Sentinel raised its subscription rate, Daddy threatened to stop the paper. But Mother always found some way to trim the household budget, usually through getting better buys on her grocery purchases, and saved enough to pay the higher rate and keep getting the paper. 
For years, home delivery of the seven-day subscription was only 50 cents a week. But if Daddy needed something, he saved for it, not making the purchase until he had the cash in hand to pay for it. That's what he did when buying a car or a truck. He saved and saved over a long time. Then, when he was approaching the amount needed for the purchase, he began shopping around for the best deal. When he thought he had located the vehicle he wanted, he sat down with the salesman and stated his terms. 90 days, same as cash. If the dealer wouldn't accept those simple terms, Daddy simply got up and walked out. That's how he bought every car and truck he ever owned. Daddy was not tempted to exceed the top amount he had determined to spend by any dealer add-ons, options, or extra features or enticements. He wanted no luxury features, no radio or air conditioning when those features were optional. He did get them when they became standard. His trucks never had radios. They were work trucks. No wide white sidewalls if it was extra. No fancy hubcaps or wheels. No more chrome than was standard. And those were the days before most of the cars were made of plastic. Daddy saved more than money, though. He seldom threw anything away. We might need it someday, he would offer as a reason for hanging on to something. Many a time when I had nothing to do when I went to work with him, or on rainy or cold days when we could not work, he had me pull nails from scaffold boards that had been nailed together. After I removed them, he instructed me to straighten them and store them in a large coffee can or jelly jar or old wooden box. He might need to reuse them later. He also had a similar collection of old assorted sizes of screws, bolts, nuts, washers, and rubber gaskets. Then, when a need arose for one of those items, it would be available. He wouldn't have to run to the hardware store to buy one. He would, however, spend an hour or so searching through endless cans and boxes and other kinds of containers until he found the right item for his current need. This was all part of what he called make and do. But to make do, you had to have a ready supply of material and tools to make do with. That's why he saved not just money, but everything. But I was impatient. I couldn't understand Daddy's thinking. Daddy, I sometimes tried to reason with him, you save all these nuts and bolts and washers and screws to save money, but then you'll spend an hour or more hunting through the whole collection trying to find the right one. Don't you know that time is money? He couldn't see it that way. I'd resign myself to his never changing. The problem was that it was often my time, too. The place where Daddy's make-and-do concerned me most was on the job site. He sometimes improvised in ways that clearly were unsafe to himself, me, and other workers. For example, when I was so young that I could carry a maximum of only three bricks at a time, I was working with Daddy on a house that on the upper end was one story tall, but on the lower end was three stories. The pile of used bricks that had been dumped on the upper end meant that I had to transfer them as needed on the scaffold all the way to the other end of the house. 
Daddy rigged a two-by-ten walkboard running from the brick pile to the uppermost scaffold. I was to carry my three bricks up that board and along the scaffold walkway to the other end of the house. My problem was that with both of my hands on the bricks, I had no way of balancing myself on the walkboard. I would fall off. Listening to my complaint, Daddy conceded and agreed to put a handrail on one side of the walkboard. That sounded to me like a safer solution to the problem. But after he added the rail and I tried it out, I discovered that the rail made the walk space on the board even narrower, forcing me to walk toward one side of the board. Daddy insisted, however, that it was safe. I tried to make it work and promptly fell off the side without the rail and into the pile of bricks below. Daddy's making do once just about did him in, too. He was working high on the scaffold in the gable end of a house. He used two walk boards nailed together with 16-penny nails to span the central part of the scaffold. Is that safe? I asked with genuine concern. Of course it's safe, he responded, sounding a bit hurt by my doubts. I built it, didn't I? He walked across it once and then recrossed it, bouncing up and down on it a little to demonstrate his point. Over the course of the day, however, his repeated walking and bouncing across the gap caused the nails to begin working loose. Near the end of the day, the boards suddenly separated as Daddy walked across them, and down he fell about 20 feet, into a wheelbarrow of freshly mixed mortar. Other than a skinned shin and a bruised ego, he was uninjured. But what would have been the result of that fall had that barrow of mortar not been there to cushion the fall? On another occasion, when Daddy made do, he nearly burned our house down. We had been having some trouble with our water heater not being able to meet the demands of a family of six. One Saturday, we asked Daddy to look at it and see what the problem was. Upon examining it, he determined that one element had burned out, but he thought that he could jury-rig it so that it would still produce heat. I don't understand electrical appliances enough to know exactly what he did, but I think he somehow bypassed something and rewired some other thing. And it worked. Problem solved. Or so we thought. On Monday afternoon, we drove into the garage when we got home from work, and for some odd reason, I happened to look toward the opposite side of the garage, where our water heater was. I saw one side of it blackened from bottom to top. My eyes followed the direction of the rising soot stain to the ceiling joists. They were charred, and the insulation between the joists was blackened. Fortunately, the fire caused the circuit breaker to do its job, cutting off the power and preventing further damage. That's what can come from making do. But Daddy remained a make-do man all his life. And a great work, as always, by Monty Montgomery. And a special thanks to Dennis Peterson. And you can go to DennisLPeterson.com to hear more of his stories, the upsides and the downsides of having a make-and-do kind of dad or mom or anyone around you. And I've had enough of them around me in my life. And sometimes they're a joy, 
and sometimes they'll kill you. The story of Dennis Peterson's dad, so many dads around this country like him, here on Our American Story. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie. Because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to More Than a Movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Reality Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast.